and welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker and a comedian haunt the halls of the 80s movies we think we love or might have missed. This is Beetlejuice, 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 a movie selection from 1988, about which Google says, after Barbara, played by Gina Davis, and Adam, played by Alec Baldwin, die in a car accident, they find themselves stuck haunting their country residence, unable to leave the house. When the unbearable Dietzes, played by Catherine O'Hara and Jeffrey Jones, and teen daughter Lydia, played by Renato Ryder, buy the home, the Maitlands attempt to scare them away without success. Their efforts attract Beetlejuice, played by Michael Keaton, a rambunctious spirit whose help quickly becomes dangerous for the Maitlands and innocent Lydia. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Uh, this is a um, a favorite of mine because I love Tim Burton. He's one of my favorite directors, and I just love his quirky sensibilities. But I haven't seen it a million times. I've maybe seen it five or six times. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it bunches and bunches of times, or? Yeah, I. Th- this was one. It's you know you go through different movies in different phases of your life, you know. Um, and I, I definitely saw this when it came to home video, and I saw it um, when it was on TV. Um, but yeah, I, I would say as a kid of Tim Burton's movies, like Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Beetlejuice, were kind of in the zone. Mm-hmm. It, uh, in terms of you know my interest in in Tim Burton, um, yeah, which is the sillier, more playful stuff, um, rather than like um, Edward Scissorhands, uh, which was a little more of the the gothic stuff, you know. See, I love Edward Scissorhands too. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um. I hear I hear what you're saying. The the sort of more playful, more colorful, more cartoony. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Beetlejuice was a cartoon for a long, long time, uh, and I remember watching. So this starts a lot like The Shining, which we just did, which is like <laughs> panning over a town and the music plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, except this is Danny Elfman's score, and it's like it's a. Uh, it's bonkers and bouncy and I love it. And it really tells the story of this movie and what you're going to be in for mm-hmm. in the same way that I think we were saying the shining did a little bit. Yeah. Opening sequences, super effective in, in, in conveying tone, you know, mm-hmm. and, and not only are we getting a place in time and our music, you know, we're tipped off that this is going to be a little weird because it starts off actually with Harry Belafonte before it goes into Danny Elfman. And That's then a, a, as we're seeing the town, then it they all start becoming miniatures. And so for that, we're also now prepared for kind of a kitschy, practical, special effects kind of world, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, because when we pan up to the big house on the hill... Uh, we learn that it's a little model, and Alec Baldwin is in there playing with spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet Alec Baldwin as Adam and uh, Gina Davis. They're both like so psyched that they're going to be spending their vacation at home, working on their dream house. They're so in love. They're so cute. <laughs> um, 
there's a pesky realtor who wants them to sell their house and who's very rudely like, this should be a house for a family. People without <laughs> kids don't deserve this house. <laughs> you need to get out of this house and let someone with a family move in. Mm-hmm. But she's killing them with kindness. Yes. But she's also just the worst. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. how rude. Uh, they need to run to the store to get a, a new brush for his new Moroccan tongue oil. So they take a little trip into town down to their hardware store. And a little doggy scares them into crashing and falling off a bridge. Mm-hmm. And it's, a you know, it's like when you have your main characters die in like the first couple of minutes, it's a tricky one. And you have to, we're, we're this whole time we're empathizing with them. We're kind of getting to know them as people. And so we care about them. And so you've got to pull off the death with a little fun, a little yeah. silliness so that you're on for the ride, you know, yeah. that, that you can take it. And it's not a major bummer when they die because they technically die through drowning, which is <laughs> if we had actually seen that, it would have been pretty terrible. But yeah, yeah so the, the doggy is balancing on a wood beam and they're like, no, no, don't move, don't move. And then the dog moves and then the car goes falling into the uh, into the river. And so by having that extra little silliness with the dog, it kind of lets us buy into the fun of their death. Right. Because their death is just the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Tim Burton has a way of looking at death and like really macabre subjects in a fun way which just sounds so weird to say but he like mm-hmm. really brings the fun he puts the fun in funeral yes if you will if there's one person who does that it's tim burton yes so they get back to their house and like things are weird there's like a fire in the fireplace uh her hand catches fire alec baldwin tries to leave and ends up in this weird like sandy wasteland and she says mm-hmm. he's gone for two hours uh, they can't see themselves in the mirror and they find their little handbook and they realize they didn't survive the crash. Yeah. And and one of the things that um, uh, one of the things is so this movie didn't have a lot of money. And so they really wanted to purposely kind of wear on their sleeve that the special effects were a little campy. You know, mm-hmm. and so a, as you, you know, as you start watching, you realize the little hints that it's like it's like it's okay that it's a little campy. We're gonna have fun with this movie. Yeah, and that was a practical decision because they didn't have much money. They had to kind of lean in that direction. And I and I like it. You know, the claymation and stuff like really uh, gives it a mood and a feeling and a vibe, which is what I'm into. So like better special mm-hmm. effects would have made it not as good a movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. We meet Beetlejuice a little bit. We see that he's like looking up their obituary and he's like, well, these people look stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, the house is for sale now and a new family comes to live there. It's Delia Dietz, Lydia Dietz and Papa Dietz. Do we ever, what's his name? Daddy Dietz. Is Daddy Dietz. Of, yeah. Daddy Dietz. Uh, and Otho. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so so trans high society New York, um, 
the great Catherine O'Hara, um, maybe just maybe at one or, or two years out from of uh, Home Alone. Um, she's a in parentheses artist. Yep. Um, and and then she has her uh, artist wingman Otho, and together they're basically redesigning everything. They're you know they're they're reimagining the house together. Whereas the dad just wants a place to relax. You know, mm. uh, you know we find out later that he quote lost his nerve. But it's interesting. Yeah. It's like for really a, a lot of the movie, he's just the dad who just wants to relax. He wants to keep the house the same way. Um, but there is a hint that he used to be a, a lot more of a cutthroat businessman, which comes mm-hmm. back as as the story starts to turn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they're going through the house with spray paint. Uh, and she just spray paints mauve across the wall. And he's like, you read my mind. Mm. None of my clients can read my mind. And you read my mind. Mauve. This wall must be mauve. Uh, the Maitlands realize that they are ghosts. And that they should try and scare these people away. So they try various uh, uh, methods uh, to scare them. And nothing works. There's a really funny part where uh, Gina Davis like hangs herself in the closet and they just like push her aside. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of the fun of this movie is that there's a lot of um, scenes where it's like, OK, now let's play on a theme. OK, yeah. them discovering they're dead. Like how many different ways can you do that? And it, it's fun and playful. So there's a lot of a there's a lot of a kind of like playground time in this movie you know yeah like, okay so much yeah to where it's like it, it, it's it's like it, it, i find it interesting that tim burton all of his movies are so tim burton and he doesn't write any of his movies you know mm-hmm. he finds the right stories that he resonates with but they they there it's a canvas for him to play around yeah you know and so i imagine even though he didn't write this script he came probably invented a lot of the gags and and little bits throughout the movie you know mm-hmm. um and so like it's like how many different ways can you show th- them trying to scare them when the people obvious and then how many ways can you have the people not react to them or we think they're reacting to them but it's actually a psych out yeah they're reacting to how small the closet is yeah they yeah uh, so Gina Davis tries to leave and she encounters the sandworms, which I guess inhabit the no man's land outside of the area that you're haunting. Mm-hmm. They're, ba- um, they're basically imprisoned in their home. We have dinner with the Dietzes and Lydia, who's Winona writer, is a real sad sack. The dad's like, after we get settled in, we'll put a dark room in the basement for you. And she's like, my whole life is a dark room. And you're like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's her mm-hmm. vibe. She's very gothic. Mm-hmm. So the Dietzes are moving in and it's chaos. The maintenance find the Beetlejuice ad uh, in their uh, little uh, town. Uh, Lydia sort of sees them. And the Maitlands learn about Beetlejuice. And it's like, are you having a haunting you need help with? Do you need help scaring people out of your house? 
Call Beetlejuice, say his name three times, and he'll come and help you. Uh, but they also, like, refer to their handbook and realize that they can, like, go the bureaucratic method and try and get some help. So they draw a door and knock three times, and they end up in a waiting room that's full of, like, all these characters. So as you said, like, I'm sure that... Um, there was some nice blend of like what was actually in the script and what Tim Burton created for mm-hmm. the people in this waiting room. Cause there's like a magician's assistant who's been sawed in half and a guy with a chicken bone that's like sticking out in his throat and like all these like really macabre gross, um, but somehow funny. Yeah. Though the, there's again, it's kind of like different, time zones and i you know i'll use the word kitschy again to where you have people like in safari outfits you've got like uh miss argentina with her little um you know sash you've got um you know like a uh, like football players you've got people from all these different uh time zones that are are, are kind of like little action figures but there's a, there's kind of a very kind of like 50s vibe to it as well you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and again yeah, very 50s vibe and they're doing so much you know with with what they've got using like forced perspective using like paintings in the background you know there's no cgi at this point and so they're they're doing their best to to really kind of like make the most of the environment and make it fun so you don't see the seams you don't see how small the set actually is which i think uh makes it seem really cozy and like uh and and extra quirky mm-hmm. um so juno is their caseworker and she tells them that they've got to spend 125 years haunting their own house uh so they've got to like make it work and she urges them to not try Beetlejuice. He was her assistant and he went rogue. Yeah. And I totally forgot that backstory, you know? Yeah, me too. And she's like, do it yourself. Get rid of them. Scare them out of there. Uh, And you only get help. Like, the bureaucracy of the underworld is really funny. Um, She's like, you only get three help certificates and like over the course of 125 years, we can only help you three times and I'm your caseworker and you waited three months uh, for anybody to see you so they mm-hmm. go back which I think uh, really adds to the idea that like this is like what you would see in a haunted house uh, movie so we talked a lot about the haunted house movie in The Shining uh, so in a haunted house movie you'd have all these scary things that happen and these ghosts that appear and then they disappear for three months and you're like oh for three months nothing happened what were the ghosts <laughs> doing all that time mm-hmm. well they were going through bureaucracy <laughs> filling out paperwork mm-hmm. waiting in line yep so daddy deets wants to sort of sell the whole town to his like business uh re- relationship guy and he's right like, it, it, it's once once they realize that these ghosts are real so you know after multiple attempts to kind of try to get them to to leave the house now they now because they're not very scary now they see them as a curiosity they're intrigued and so now jeffrey jones is like this is something i can exploit this is a, something exciting and so his character kind of switches and becomes a little more of a well-intentioned bad guy 
And now he wants to basically buy up the town and create essentially what is a supernatural theme park, you know? Featuring the Maitlands as resident ghosts. Yeah. Um, Delia, or not Delia, Lydia can see them and they sort of become friends with Lydia. She's like, uh, I myself am strange and unusual. And they uh, really bond with her. Uh, she sort of becomes the back and forth. So there's a dinner party scene um, after uh, during which the Maitlands uh, call for Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. They get sucked into the model. They dig him up, but they don't like him. And so they send him away. He's uh, he's my, you know, he's Michael Keaton at his peak. Michael Keaton mm-hmm. So I can't really like summarize what he does or what he's like, except for that. He's like unpredictable and irreverent and and bonkers so you kind of have to watch the movie to get the flavor of beetlejuice because i can't really capture it in a recap yeah yeah he he is um pretty nuts you know i i imagine michael keaton got a lot of leeway in terms of how he wanted to to portray this character um but yeah he's pretty bonkers and it's interesting he's trying to run a business but ghosts don't have like currency you know, right, right. Wh- what he wants instead is basically people and a place to shack up and and a way out of his rut. Yeah. Um. So, but the Maitlands don't like him, and they're like, "We don't need your help. Get away." So the party yeah. is really awkward until they sing the uh, "Deo, Deo, Daylight, Come and Me One Go Home." And everybody does a choreographed dance number, which I just love that the Maitlands are like, how are we going to scare them out of here? Let's do a choreographed <laughs> uh, dance number to Daylight Come and Muan Go Home. Mm-hmm. Let's scare Dick Cavett with a Calypso uh, dance number. Yep. Uh, and everybody loves it. They're like, oh, my God, I didn't know I knew Calypso. Uh, they had so much fun. And uh, that that's when they're like, we have to uh, monetize these ghosts. And then as soon as Lydia is like, the ghosts don't want to come down. They're like, Delia, you're a flake. You've always been a flake and you'll always be a flake. And they get mad and they storm out. Mm-hmm. Which always seemed to me like a little a little bit of a quick turn. It's like, you just experience this. You want to meet the ghosts. They can't make the ghosts come out immediately. And so you hate Delia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Otho finds the handbook. They storm up to the attic to be like, get out here, you darn ghosts. You work for me now. Uh, and they get into the attic. They find the little town. Otho finds the handbook. Uh, and Beetlejuice comes in and scares them and um, drops the dad off a balcony. So yeah, Lydia yeah. gets mad at the ghosts. Beetlejuice is, is much more of a danger of killing them than than they are you know it's it, yeah. they, they realize when they conjure him just how frightening and uh, that he can be you know mm-hmm. um so that it causes concern and and they you know they vow not to use him again which of course doesn't you know, doesn't but- work uh but lydia gets mad at them and she's like why are you guys doing this i thought you were friendly ghosts uh, Juno, uh, the caseworker, uh, manifests a little brothel into the town <laughs> to keep 
Beetlejuice distracted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we haven't really mentioned how also scuzzy and horny Beetlejuice is too. He's so scuzzy and horny. That's why it's like I can't describe what he's <laughs> what he's like. Mm-hmm. You gotta watch the movie to see what he's like. Just like I can't describe how creepy the chopped up twins are in The Shining. I can't describe how bonkers Beetlejuice is. So they're in trouble. They're in trouble with Juno because Otho got the book. They got photographed and they let Beetlejuice out. So they're, they have to undo all this uh, trouble that they caused. I, um, love, I love Otho, by the way. Yeah. I, so it, it's funny. Um, uh, there was we, we had a video store clerk, um, my brothers and I, who looked just like Otho. Oh really? And we would and we would sometimes secretly call him Otho, um, affectionately. Of course. Um, but yeah, he was our well, he was also our favorite video store clerk. Um, but uh, yeah, I it, it's just a fun character to add to the mix. Um, uh, so one subtext that's going on throughout this conversation is, is that there's been talk about a Beetlejuice sequel for forever. Yes. And they've, you know, it was originally supposed to be Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian (laughs) as the sequel they tried to make for like 20 years. But the, 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 the crazy bastards actually started filming a Beetlejuice sequel for real. And, I mean, this like re- this year. Yeah. And then the writer's strike uh, shut it down. And so they've actually got a script and they've started filming and they've filmed from what I understand. the ma- This isn't just like, you know, like, you know, TMZ BS. I've seen some like <laughs> some bad paparazzi photos of the set. So they started filming the sequel. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. And so Jenna Ortega, um, you know, from from Wednesday. Wednesday. Is is plays Lydia's daughter. So Winona, Winona Ryder has returned as so you know, there's like no information and I'm sure you know, in a year or less we'll have some sort of teaser or trailer, uh, you know, Assuming that the the writer's strike does get resolved within our lifetime. Right. Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, And so it's fascinating to kind of like think of it's like it's it's like one of these kind of movies that a talk about a sequel has has gone on for forever. You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like, when will they make another Ghostbusters or something like that? And so they've actually filmed this. and, And so it's interesting by looking at the cast. To kind of like figure out like what the heck, what is, what do you think the plot would be? You know, what do you think the elements of the story um, that they're going to carry over? Because at this point, there's only been one Beetlejuice movie. It's, you know, um, and so what, 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 what is it going to be like the, the continuity in terms of, of what they carry over to kind of to do a sequel with, you know? Um, so Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice. Um and then in terms of the returning character, I only see Catherine O'Hara. So Delia Dietz returns. Yay. I think is great. You know, I said, I see, I would love. So the, the photo I saw 
Jenna Ortega was wearing pink and Lydia Dietz had the, her same haircut. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I really like the idea that, you know, it's like no parent gets the kid necessarily that they were expecting. Yeah, that's true. So I, I would love it if uh, if Winona Ryder is still kind of a little dark and cynical, maybe believes in higher things. And then Jenna Ortega is more like a like a, a teen teenager, you know, teeny bopper. Yeah. So, it's, you know, just more kind of like, you know, into Taylor Swift and wears pink things and is always on her phone and and more of a girl's girl, you know? Yeah, I love that. Um, and and I just love the idea that Catherine O'Hara is again. You don't know. You don't always get the family you wanted. That Catherine O'Hara is still in their life, even if like Jeffrey Jones's character is like dead. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I find that fun and fascinating. Like you, just because they don't like each other doesn't mean that they're not stuck with each other. You know? Yeah, and just because they don't like each other doesn't mean they don't love each other. Right. Exactly. So I don't know. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I think that's going to be very fun. I can't wait. And and I really hope it's surprising. You know, I really mm-hmm. hope it's something that we couldn't have uh, predicted or called or some, you know, some weirdo on the Internet didn't like fully call it and, and make it up. Uh, I hope there's lots of surprises. Yeah. And so also in the cast, I'm looking, there's a there's a bunch of people. You know, it's obviously like. The, the you know, like with IMDb, like all the bit people, like the small extras will add themselves to IMDb. And mm-hmm. so you, you don't know who like the main, you don't know who, what a lot of the, the, the people are playing, but there's a lot of funeral mourners um, in the cast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that the question, okay, so who would the, whose funeral would it be? Is it Winona Ryder's husband you know, the there did he die? Mm-hmm. You know, or is it someone, or is Catherine O'Hara dying? You know, who who do you think in their in their life will have died to kind of shake things up? And who's like afterlife experience? You know, are they going through? Is it is it maybe like the dad? You know, Winona Ryder and Jenna Ortega's the dad. You know, the husband. Is it him dying and them now them trying to keep a family together where some of them are alive and some of them are dead? Yeah. That could be interesting. Maybe Wynonna Ryder dies. Yeah, that would be intense. So and she's she tries to stay to be a mom, you know? Yeah. And then and then Jenna Ortega has to live with Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Um, well, Tim Burton will find a way to make it funny. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I I think so. Uh so Juno is like you need to get these uh that's this is when we get the iconic scary faces where like Alec Baldwin stretches out his his face and Gina Davis like stretches out her mouth and puts her eyeballs on her tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we're, we're moving into the big ending, the big finish, the third yeah. act if you will. And so they 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 basically have their last attempt because Otho's got the book, and so they're they're told by their caseworker um, to get them out pronto, and so they're trying to put put out all the stops. Um, but uh, Lydia, she wants to kill herself, 
and yeah, because because this world sucks, and so so she wants to join her friends in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is so dark when you think about it. It's so yeah. so so dark, and like they don't spend any time being like, oh, here's this really dark thing. This teen wants to commit suicide in this fun, lighthearted comedy movie. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, well, we'll just skate right past it. Yeah, because she sees the world of, you know, of ghosts and magic and fantasy as much more appealing than the than the world that she has to suffer through. And when she sees that there is something beyond life, she'd rather be a part of that world. Just like Ariel, the little mermaid. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same story. Um, so, uh, they go back and, uh, Lydia has let Beetlejuice out by playing charades with him. Yeah. Uh, they, but she's uh, made a deal that she's going to marry him. And so that he can, what, return, get out of like ghost prison or what, what is his situation? Like he's able to. Yeah. I don't know. I never got it. Yeah. I never understood why he wants to marry her. Right. But that's that's the thing that they conjure up. Get out of um, ghost debt. Yeah, exactly. So Lydia's like, uh, I want to kill myself. And Barbara's like, no, 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 no. You can just stay in the house and visit with us. You don't have to kill yourself. Uh, downstairs, they're doing a seance. Uh, and they are summoning the Maitlands into their wedding clothes, which is essentially killing them. It's mm-hmm. it's sucking the life out of their ghostly forms and turning them into like husks and shells, which we saw in the beginning when they're in the bureaucracy. They're like, what's this? And they're like, oh, those are souls that have been exercised. So for the dead, that's death, which is such a good introduction to that, to put stakes on on this, because you think like, oh, what can happen to them? They're already dead. Well, if they mm-hmm. get exercised, then they're in this like eternal purgatory so it creates these really like believable stakes yeah you have to do some sort of invention if the characters are effectively dead it's like well what could they want like they don't need money beetlejuice wants something else instead you know it's like well what's the danger they're already dead and so you've got to invent basically sort of like a purgatory and so yeah i think the movie does a really good job of kind of adding stakes uh, in a situation that you could just assume there are none. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the the whole ending is shenanigans. So I can't really like recap it. It's shenanigans, shenanigans, shenanigans. Beetlejuice turns into an amusement park ride. He gets rid of the business guy. Uh, they're trying to say his name three times so that he'll disappear and he keeps stopping them. And then finally, Gina Davis rides in on a sandworm and eats Beetlejuice as he's about to marry Lydia. Mm-hmm. And the day is saved. Yay. Yay. But it's like, it's hilarious chaos. So you've got to watch it just because like, you know, I can't do it justice. It's hilarious oh. chaos. Yeah. Uh, Michael Keaton is so disgusting and charming at the same time. Mm-hmm. He's both repulsive and attractive yeah. in a way only he could muster. Uh, Michael Keaton is so great. Mm-hmm. He really is just a wonderful performer. Yeah. This movie has a great cast. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, I feel like 
especially the female parts are just so like the female actresses are so good. You know, you've got yeah. Catherine O'Hara, Gina Davis, Winona Ryder, um, just all knocking it out of the park. You Power know, powerhouse ladies. And I, and I think Alec Alec Baldwin is a weird choice, but I don't think he missteps. You know, I don't think so either. I think he's like very white bread and milk toast. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I think he, I think he, yeah, he, he never, w- he wouldn't have been on my short list uh, casting this movie, but I think he hits the mark. I think so too. Um, and then the very ending is that like Lydia is happy now. She goes to a school for girls. And when she does a good job on all her tests, which the Maitland's parent her, it, we get the sense that they've split the house up. So the ghosts have half the house and the Dietzes have half the house. And, um, if she does good on her test, then she can party with the ghosts and all the ghosts show up and do a Calypso dance and the football players are there and everybody is like dancing around and it's happy, happy, happy. Mm-hmm. And that is Beetlejuice. Um, woohoo. Woohoo. Uh, you can't, you can't really recap a madcap movie like this. Um, there are so many fun, good gags and so many fun quips of Beetlejuice mm-hmm. that you just you have to see it. So I totally recommend this movie on a scale of uh, one handbook for the recently deceased <laughs> to 10 handbooks mm-hmm. for the recently deceased. Or should it be shrunken heads? Yeah. Okay. Uh oh yeah, because that's the that's the button that we get is that uh Beetlejuice is now in the waiting room and he gets like number nine million two hundred and seventy three or something. Mm-hmm. And he switches with the shrunken head guy and the shrunken head uh-huh. guy shrinks his head. Yeah. That's why so time passes so long is because the waiting room is 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 nuts. You know, it's like I'm sure that not every there's obviously not nine people in the lobby, uh, nine million people in the lobby. Uh, they probably exist in sort of an ethereal state that, that they're not even aware of. Yep. It's hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> so on a scale of one shrunken head to 10 shrunken heads, uh, 10 being the best amount of shrunken heads, how many <laughs> shrunken heads do you give Beetlejuice? I think I'm going to give it an 8.5. That's what my gut That's exactly me. what I was going <laughs> to give it. Exactly what I was gonna give it. Eight point five. You know, it's I'm I mean, really when you're getting I feel like I, I hate giving movies number ratings anyway because you know, like a, a terrible movie might still fill you with joy and you watch it more times than something that won all the Oscars, you know. Um but I feel like anything at an eight it hasn't done anything wrong you know and right. and then at that point it's just extra gravy you know mm-hmm. so i feel like there's a there's just a ton to love about beetlejuice you know is it perfect nothing's perfect you know um but this is like for me a, a like a great halloween movie yeah it is it's a it's a really great fall you know it's spooky season uh mm-hmm. It's it's just the right. It, it, there's so much playfulness and silliness and inventiveness and creativity. Um, yeah, that is just a lot of fun. I love it. 
Do you have a deep cut recommendation? Yes. Uh, I came up with it five minutes ago. (laughs) So my deep cut recommendation is going to be, so uh, if you're in the mood, this it's not from the eighties, it's from the early nineties. So it still kind of feels like it's from the same zone. It's maybe only four years later, but if you're looking for another visual effects bonanza that deals with silliness and death, okay. uh, then I would go with Death Becomes Her. Oh, what a great recommendation. <laughs> um, so Robert Zemeckis, Meryl Streep, Bruce Willis, Goldie Hawn. It's just a lot of fun. And it's zany. It's it's a different type of there's horniness in in this movie too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's it definitely goes nuts and silly and is all about death and deranged people. Uh, if it's if you if you haven't seen it in a while, it's a good time to revisit. They'd make a good double bill. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, a perfect deep cut recommendation. So I went a little bit silly with mine. Uh, I just had such a good time watching Catherine O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to recommend a Catherine O'Hara uh, vehicle, a Catherine O'Hara vehicle, uh, where you can get the the absolute most of her and her silliness in sort of a black and white Tim Burton esque garb, mm-hmm. and that's Shit's Creek. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Shit's Creek. Uh, I highly recommend it. Catherine O'Hara is lovely in it, and she just dresses like she's in a Tim Burton movie the whole time, even though she's in a tiny little uh, quaint town where she doesn't fit in at all. She never gives up her own sense of style and continues to be who her character is, Moira, throughout the whole thing, which reminds me a lot of Delia Dietz. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Schitt's Creek? I have, yeah. I haven't seen it all, but I've I've definitely seen a bunch. You got to see it all. Okay, stand by. You must. You must. I insist. Um, okay, yay. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you go to our uh, series page on truestory.fm, you'll find links to uh, everything that me and Nathan do, which for me is the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona. And uh, Nathan, what links will they find when they look you up? Yeah, um, the best the best way to check out my stuff uh, is squishystudios.com. You'll also find links to the feature film uh, that I did recently, the last movie ever made, uh, which is going around to film festivals right now. We're going to be going to going to be in the Twin Cities Film Festival. Um, depending on when this comes out, this is late October. Um, yeah. we're, we're also playing at Film Quest um uh, in utah but i do believe with that one there's also an online portion so if um late october early november you should be able to also watch the movie online um buying a ticket uh through film quest um so if you live online then you can see it that's so cool we live online we all do <laughs> Um, and you can also on our page, become a member of the podcast. You can kick in a little bit of money each month and get, uh, episodes a week early. 
and get a little bit of bonus content. If you're here all the way to the end, then you want some bonus content. So why not become a member? Uh, And while you're out there in the world, please keep the most excellent 80s movies motto in mind. Be excellent to each other and party Party on, on, dudes. dudes.